Welcome to the Digital Story Experience, a podcast made by university student storytellers. Tune in and indulge as guests share their stories based on a different topic in each episode. Enjoy the podcast where not one story is the same as the other. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are talking about gratitude. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful. As JFK once said, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. The stories you will hear today are about living with gratitude. So when thinking about the topic gratitude, my mind kept going back to a good friend of mine named Naren. Naren and I have known each other for most of our lives, and she is someone that I am so grateful to know and have as a friend. Naren gifted me a gratitude journal a few years ago, which is one of my most cherished gifts to this day, and was the start to my gratitude practice. Naren is someone that expresses gratitude very outwardly by making sure her loved ones know just how important they are to her and how much she has to be grateful for. So, Noreen, before we start talking about gratitude, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you were born, where you grew up, what your family's like, etc.? Yeah, for sure. So, I currently live in Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada, and I've lived here almost my whole life. I was born in Tehran, Iran, and we immigrated here in 1999 when I was turning four years old. And we landed down in Edmonton, and I've been here basically ever since. Um, My family, I don't know, pretty average. I have an older sister who's quite a bit older than me and the mom and dad. And, yeah, our family dynamic is kind of typical of, like, any immigrant family, I guess. There's always been ups and downs, but for the most part, it's a lot of adapting and learning as we go together. So that's been kind of interesting to have that aspect in my childhood. Very cool. And... Did gratitude play a role in your life when you were younger? Was that something that was kind of incorporated into your upbringing? Or did you kind of find that later on individually? So kind of yes and no to both. Um, It was always kind of implied, especially as a first generation immigrant. There's a lot of aspects that, you know, your parents would always tell you, oh, you should be grateful. You know, not everyone has this opportunity to move to Canada. What a wonderful country. Um, even simple things like, you know, finish your plate of dinner. There's other people in the world who don't even have dinner. Be grateful for what's in front of you, like small things like that. But I don't think I was ever able to really recognize it as a form of gratitude until later on in my life. Actually, um, it was pretty much brought to my attention when I started bullet journaling and there were a lot of like guides and YouTube videos about how to create a bullet journal page. And one thing that a lot of people put in theirs was a gratitude like portion, a little gratitude tracker where every day they would, you know, list something that they're really grateful for, that they're happy that's in their life. And I think that's when I was finally able to kind of make the connection from, you know, growing up and, you know, parents saying, their typical parent things to realizing that it's like an actual, you know, like practice, like it's something that people do every day um, for their mental health, for their well-being, what have you. So yeah, kind of a bit of both. 
Very cool. Yeah, because one of the reasons I thought of you for this was because you gifted me a gratitude journal once, and it was something that was really important to me and something that I still use every day. So I was like, oh, well, Norin is kind of the reason why I practice gratitude. So that's thanks. awesome. It's like paying it forward. Yeah, of course. Grateful for you. I'm, I'm glad that you still use it. Yeah, I just think it's like a nice way to kind of start your day or end off your day, especially when you have like the bad days and the days where, you know, things just feel like they're collapsing all around you to have that like little one moment to think about everything else that's good in your life or good in the world. It's like, and that gives you like those warm and fuzzies. So would you have any suggestions or advice to people who maybe don't practice gratitude regularly that want to start? Yeah, definitely. I think that the best advice that I can give is to start with a small goal. I've found that in my life personally, every time that I've set my mind to it, I go in with an all or nothing mentality, which is not always the best. So instead of aiming to have three listed things of what you're grateful for every day for a month, maybe just start with, I'm going to try to do it at least one time a week, physically write it down or start a note section in your phone and find what works for you. It's one of those things that once you kind of get a handle on it and once you kind of are practiced and not a pro but like you kind of have the experience it comes a lot more natural I remember the very first time that I tried to do my like gratitude journaling I was so lost and I couldn't think of anything small I felt like everything had to be so meta but now every day I just think about you know I'm thankful for my cat I'm thankful that I have a warm bed to sleep in like just little tiny things that make my day a little bit easier yeah. And I think when you start with the small things too, it sort of gets you into the habit of looking for all the things that you're grateful for. And it just kind of becomes second nature. Even when you're in a situation that isn't ideal, you're still looking for those things that you're grateful for. That's so true. It's all about almost like a reframing of your mind. And I think that's something that gratitude has really helped me do is instead of constantly looking for the bad and like thinking of the worst case scenario, I, you know, kind of have to like check my privilege and be like, okay, but there's so many wonderful things that come when one door closes, you know, a million doors open. Mm -hmm. What can I pick out of that that's going to serve me today? And I think that's really great. And I hope people can get more excited about it. Yeah. When you're thinking about what you're grateful for, are there any reoccurring themes, like things that consistently come up? And do you think that kind of shapes um like who you are and how you live your life and yeah there are and um kind of going back to your one of your first questions about who I am where I'm from I mentioned that I'm a first generation immigrant and I think that that is a theme that kind of constantly comes up I'm just so thankful and grateful that I have the parents that I do um education is something that I really appreciate in my life it's a goal of mine to continue and I feel incredibly grateful that I am able to continue on because my dad is like number one girl dad, like supports his girls no matter mm -hmm. what, has made it possible for us to achieve any of our dreams because he gives us his faith, if that makes sense. Like he believes in us so mm -hmm. fully. And that's a really common theme that I find myself grateful for a lot is just having the opportunity and the resources to pursue an education. And honestly, I know this like sounds kind of, I don't know, huge, but I am just so thankful that I'm in Canada. <laughs> um, yeah. I am so beyond thankful every day when I wake up, I think about 
what my life might have been like if I was still living in Iran and like if any of the things that I have now I would have had if that were the case and I think Canada is a beautiful wonderful country and I love it so much and I'm beyond grateful that I've had an opportunity to live here for the last 20 something years and to experience everything that it has to offer and with that obviously comes like having a roof over my head having you know all the amenities that Canada has provided for us but those two themes I guess family and just being able to immigrate here have been pretty quintessential in shaping who I am as a person and I mm-hmm. don't know if necessarily like my friends would be able to like let on to that but it's something that I keep in the back of my mind every single day so yeah as your friend I can tell you 100% that everything you just listed would be my guesses because you (laughs) very outwardly share those things that you're grateful for as well like I have heard you say many many times how much you love Canada like we were chatting this morning and you literally said I love Canada (laughs) so that is something I know and then I also know how much you love school And I think that that's so great. Like you and I have had many discussions about school because unlike you, I go back and forth about how I feel about school all the time. And I'm grateful that I even have the opportunity to choose to go to school. But you very outwardly are passionate about education and that you have the opportunity to do it too. And I think hearing about how you talk about your parents, um, that is very clear too, how much you appreciate and are grateful for them as well. So yes, as your friend, I know. <laughs> that's amazing. And I, I think that. that's like yeah. another thing about gratitude is I'm not sure. I obviously don't have like recordings of myself back in high school, but these are things that I've like always kind of been grateful for without really thinking about gratitude. But since I started mm-hmm. practicing, I think that I voice those opinions a lot more. And I think that I bring it up during conversations. Obviously when it's appropriate, I'm not just going to like start telling everyone about how much I love Canada in a very in the middle of a very serious convo but yeah in general I think that once you start to think about the things that you're grateful for and once you start to practice gratitude you start to almost unconsciously talk about those things and want Mm -hmm. to discuss them with the people that are near you and it's one of those things that when you say yeah I know how much you love Canada I'm like huh I wonder if like she's now sat back and thought about how much she loves Canada or like the things that Mm -hmm. she's grateful for within Canada I think it's nice that you put that gratitude out there because it is kind of a gentle reminder to everybody else that we all have things to be grateful for and like myself I'm born and raised in Canada um and it does kind of go forgotten sometimes how great of a country it is and how nice it is to live here. So when you do say how much you love Canada, I'm like, you know what? Canada is great. And I go, it kind of extends that cycle to other people. I love okay. that. Um, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to end things off, is there anything today that you would like to share that you're grateful for? Yeah. So my parents are out of town and I still live at home so I'm really grateful that I have this like moment in time to just be by myself and I'm just really grateful that I'm able to start my morning however I want make breakfast however I want and I know that this is kind of wacky to say but I'm grateful that I get to do the dishes however I want without you know (laughs) my mom around telling me how I'm supposed to do them or messing up her system I know it's a little thing, but 
I, I don't know. I feel like, again, it's like a restructuring of chores. It's like, oh, I get to do the dishes or like, oh my gosh, yay, I get to do it however I want to do. So as silly as it is, I'm kind of grateful for that opportunity right now. I think that is a true testament to having mastered the gratitude of practice <laughs> because not everybody thinks that way. No, <laughs> so I think and that's I'm a true sure testament. That there will be days where I hate doing the dishes, but you know what? I might love vacuuming or I might love doing something else that is perceived as like not so great to do. So yeah, mm-hmm. stick to it. It can change your life. <laughs> I'm Kennedy, and for the topic of gratitude, I chose to interview my friend, but I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Claudia from Madrid, Spain, and I met Kennedy during the summer of 2015 in a summer camp in Vancouver Island, and we've been friends ever since. What comes to mind when you hear the word gratitude? I think this is very cliche, but Uh, the words thank you come to my mind. I think gratitude is in the the little things in life. And that's something that I've come to learn over the years. I just think it's very important for us to show gratitude every day. So do you have an example or a story of maybe how you show gratitude every day? Last year, 2019, I spent my second semester of university in Australia and of course I was very excited about that but um, when I got there my life was a little bit messy especially during the first two weeks I had just gone through a very bad breakup my first breakup and also as soon as I got into um, a residential college in Australia they told me that they had lost my luggage And I was very upset about that. And then a week after landing in Perth, um, I started to have these really weird symptoms in my stomach. So I went to the doctors and turns out I had a bacteria in my stomach. So all of these things kind of messed up my, my life at that particular moment. And I was feeling very anxious and very sad. So my therapist in Australia told me that it would be a very good idea to buy a gratitude journal. So I I bought one and every day I forced myself kind of to write three to five things that I was grateful for that had happened that day. And sometimes it was very easy to find these things. Sometimes it was very hard. But what I learned with this practice is that there is always something bright something good and something to be thankful for it doesn't matter if it's I don't know the smell of the flowers that day or that your favorite meal was served at the residential college yeah that's what I've been doing ever since I write three things that I'm thankful for before I go to bed that's so lovely I do the same thing too but only one thing oh easier (laughs) but it's actually insane like 
I've been doing it for four or five years now. Wow. So after five years, it's, I don't know what the math on that is, but it's a lot of things. Wow. <laughs> like a thousand, two thousand, I don't know, a lot of things to be grateful for. So I agree. I think even once a day is, makes a big difference. I've noticed as well. Yeah. Have you found like a pattern on like something that you write very often? I would say a lot of it revolves around like people, like my family or friends. And a lot of it is just like tiny things that I want to remember kind of. I feel like if I didn't write it down, it would go away and I would just forget about it. So mm -hmm. do you have a pattern of things that you write in your journal too? I think a lot of the things that I write down are related to nature. So like, I don't know, the smell of the rain or the sound of the wind, things like that. I'm really thankful for. Going more specifically, are there any areas that you can think of that have been significantly or not significantly impacted by this gratitude practice? Well, other than my attitude, I think it has had a big impact on body positivity as well because I feel like I've always had a good relationship with my body but it's true that gratitude practices also help me to be even more thankful for my body and I did a gratitude exercise in my journal about two months ago that was 20 things that I'm grateful for And I was very proud of myself because number two was being alive and number three was my body. So I do think that gratitude is also a source of self-love and it's something that with practice you can learn to, you know, implement in your own health and body image and not only in the attitude with the outside world. Definitely. I love that your second one was being alive because I think that a lot of people forget how much of a blessing that is. And yeah. speaking for myself, sometimes you get so caught up in everything and you forget how lucky you are to just be breathing and be alive. So I love that being alive was on your list of things to be grateful for. So in regards to the bacteria that you had in your stomach when you first got to Australia, how has the gratitude practice and body positivity all impacted that? Well, I think it's actually interesting because it was kind of like a parallel process. So when I got this bacteria in my stomach, it wasn't like a huge deal, but I've always been really healthy. So I was kind of disappointed at my body, you could say, because I was in this new continent that I wanted to explore and have fun. And I had to go to the doctors like every week to get checked. And it was very annoying because obviously my parents weren't there. So I had to do everything by myself. And that's when I started to get into this weird negative spiral in my mind where I would be so disappointed at my body for not functioning well when I wanted it to. So that's when I started to shift my gratitude practices towards body image and body positivity because I feel like that's what I needed at the moment. I needed to find those tiny things that I'm grateful and thankful for despite things not going 100% how I would want them to go. 
Yeah, like not going how you envision them necessarily, but still acknowledging that that's okay and that you're thankful that you were at least there and getting to experience that. Yeah. So after doing it for a period of time, have you noticed anything that has changed in your life or like your daily life? I think it has had a very big impact on my attitude because, you know, sometimes you have a bad day or even a bad week and you think to yourself, oh my God, this is the worst day ever. But then before I go to bed, I write down like three tiny things that had happened that day and I think, oh, you know what, maybe it wasn't that bad after all. So I think that this gratitude practice has helped me realize that things are normally better than I think they are. Something that I would recommend everyone because it's very nice. It's a very nice feeling that you get when you feel gratitude for your life. Mm-hmm. How would you recommend people start if they want to start practicing gratitude? What has worked well for you? I think the easiest advice is to just say thank you even to people that you you wouldn't normally say thank you to. I try to say thank you even for the tiny things or for things that have been going on in my life for 21 years, but I'm still grateful for. I think it's really important to think of the little things because like when you think about what you're thankful for, it's not this big extravagant thing. A lot of the time it's just your family or the smell of the rain like you said so it's it's the little things that become the big things i think yeah so to finish off for the day if you could sum up gratitude and how it has impacted your life in one word or one sentence what would you say i would probably say that everything has a silver lining couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) In the spirit of gratitude, I think it would only be fitting if we end off with a little gratitude. So what is one thing that you're thankful for today? Today, I'm thankful for our friendship and also for the colors. I like it. For me, I was also going to say that I'm thankful for our friendship and that we've been able to maintain it even though there's a a little bit of distance between us. A lot of distance. (laughs) A lot of distance between us. I'm also thankful for summertime. Oh, so lovely. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Doreen McIver Crisco. In this episode, we're talking about gratitude. My guest today is Nicole. Leading up to Mother's Day, Nicole shared her gratitude for each one of her four children on her social media platforms. Her words were beautiful and her gratitude was palpable. I just had to talk to her. This is Nicole's story.
Nicole. Hello. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to do this interview with me. I know you're busy. Just to get us started, can you introduce yourself or tell me a little bit about yourself? I am a mama four and a wife to one. <laughs> and um, my husband and I are both home full time and raising our kids and just trying to live life through our values. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey into motherhood? Well, I have PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, and so um, we had quite the journey to parenthood. Um, and we, we started trying for kids like right away because my dream has just always been to be a mom. And, um, you know, nothing was working and tried the fertility treatments and things and ended up having a molar pregnancy, um, which um, basically meant that for a year we weren't able to start to try to have biological kids. Uh, and we always knew that we wanted to adopt. I went on a missions trip when I was younger to Russia to an orphanage and knew that I wanted to adopt then. And so we kind of put bio kids on hold and pursued adoption, um, got matched with our daughter, and um, she is from the Congo. I love that. We actually wanted to adopt a second time before we had bio kids because it was important to us that our daughter had somebody like her that looked like her and that they both kind of had similar stories and could connect in that way. And so we adopted our son from South Africa. Yeah, then after that, we started pursuing, um, looking into bio kids again and um, went on the journey of that. Had our son Ezra, um, and that was in 2018. And then in 2019, we had Jediah. Can you tell me a little bit about Jediah? We found out at our 20-week ultrasound that he had spina bifida and hydrocephalus and Chiari 2 malformation. We had, I had the fetal surgery in September, and they repaired um, Jediah's spine while he was still inside me, which meant the rest of my pregnancy I had to basically be on bed rest because one of the, um, I guess, things that can happen from that is preterm labor. And then I did end up having him early at 33 weeks. <laughs> and um, we spent the first month or so in the NICU um, and then brought him home. And he's been doing awesome. He did have brain surgery on Tuesday. He had to have a procedure done there to help um, drain some of the fluid, which we're hoping will mean that he doesn't need a shunt. But um, yeah, that's Jediah's story in a nutshell. <laughs> One thing that always, that struck me with your story was every time that you would share something, it was always in a really positive light. And I just want to know how do you keep how do you keep that perspective? Yeah, I I think maybe part partly because of like all the travels and the places where our you know first two kids have come from. Um, Jesse and I have just really noticed that. Um, we have everything here and yet we tend to mostly be negative and see the glasses half empty and if you go to where you know 90% of the world is worse off than we are and yet tend to have a more positive attitude and so for us it's just been a lot about perspective and learning to live um, in the moment instead of getting so overwhelmed about what may or may not happen. I once was told that your brain can't think two thoughts at once. Right. So if we're always focused on negative, it's because we're choosing to focus on negative. Even if bad things are happening, a thought comes into your mind. We still choose whether to let that thought germinate or not. So ultimately, I think we can make a decision to be positive by choosing to think positive things. And it's the exercise that I had to learn. That's how I learned to be optimistic, is that negative thoughts would come into my mind. And sometimes it would take me a week to even realize I'd been thinking them because I was just so ingrained and it was a habit. 
But then once you realize you're thinking about it, we all know we have that moment where it's a choice, where it's like we can continue to be angry or upset or feel entitled or be negative, or we can choose to like ch mentally change the channel. And I would have to actually like picture myself mentally changing the channel and focusing on something that was more positive. And so um, whether it's lyrics to a song or a poem or, um, you know, a positive quote that you found, like I just, I'd have them in my car, I had them in my wallet everywhere so I could pull them out and start reading them out loud until my thought was, ne was positive instead of negative. And now I don't have to necessarily go through those thoughts because I've trained myself that it's like, okay, that's a negative thought, but you can choose to focus on something that's positive. Um, and I just think for me, like that's gratitude. That's ultimately what gratitude does. It's like a superpower that keeps the negative stuff away. Because even when life is crappy, like the worst thing happens to you, there's still things that you can be grateful for. Even if it's the fact that you're still breathing or the fact that you live in Canada. How in a day do you maintain that uh, gratitude? I think... I don't know, maybe just because I had to work so hard. Like, honestly, my dream has always just been to be a parent. And I had to work so hard for that to happen. And I know that it's made me a better mom because I am, like everyone, such a selfish person. And uh, I do not have the best patience. And so, um, you know, it's just knowing everything that I went through to have to have my family. It's like, I never want to take anything for granted. Like, even when I finally got to maintain a pregnancy, it was like, all my friends are like, oh man, it's so hard. And I'm puking. And every time I puked, I was like, something's working. Like, it's going right. This is great. <laughs> I'm a better mom because I've been able to adopt kids. And I'm a better mom because now I have a medical child that just totally opened up a new world, but it's new relationships. And yeah, it makes me so grateful for our healthcare system. And, um, our medical team and it does it makes you appreciate every single day because you just don't know we are grateful for what we have and then with everything that Jediah has gone through just realizing that you know life is not a guarantee and so we want to just live our life creating as many memories with the people that we love and cherish the most and um you know just choosing joy i guess for me it was going on a journey of finding out the difference between happiness and joy and joy like you can be in the darkest storm and anything around you can be going on and you can still choose to have that perspective of like we're so grateful like i'm grateful for all the kids i have i'm i'm grateful even for the miscarriages and everything i went through because if i didn't go through all that i wouldn't have amari and hezekiah right and i just our life it's easy to look at other people's lives and compare and think the grass is so much greener but um, you know, this is our life, right? And if we're so busy focusing on what everyone else has, I mean, that that's the thing that robs most of us of our joy is that we're just too busy looking at everyone else instead of enjoying what we have. I love that. Um, how do you teach your kids how to incorporate gratitude into their lives? We just like meet them where they're at. I don't want to make them feel bad for having emotion because of course we all get sad or we all get mad. We get frustrated and that's okay. It's teaching them how to walk through. Okay, I'm frustrated right now. Why is that? And what can I think about or, you know, that could make that change the perspective to make it a positive thing. What advice would you give other people? A gratitude journal, thinking of three things a day that you're grateful for. Um, that's why I like, for me, I like to write. That's why with like Instagram and stuff, that's why my posts are usually like that. Cause that's like me kind of gratitude journaling, <laughs> um, in public, I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, it started out small and it started out to be honest, it was really hard for me to come up with things, but it is a discipline. Gratitude is a discipline and it's something that you can learn and you can get better at and it will become second nature. So Nicole, is there anything else that you would like to add or share 
um, for our episode today. Maybe this is morbid, but if something happened to me today and my life was done, do I want my kids to remember me as someone who was always like just chasing the next thing that was going to make me happy? Or do I want my kids to realize that no matter what was happening around us, we chose to be like this, we're going to live in this moment and it's going to be awesome. I love that. I will end today by sharing my own gratitude. I'm so grateful Nicole is my friend and my inspiration. Nicole, thank you so much. From the comfort of my cozy little bedroom, I'm Sophia and I'm here with Dallin. And Dallin, today I want to talk to you about gratitude. For sure. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to make it a little bit personal and I want you to tell me a story in your life that sparked gratitude um who was there what was the situation yeah yeah um probably family I would say uh would be the the overall spark of gratitude when you say gratitude yeah of course I could say friends or um or just, you know, where I was born, Canada, I think is something to be thankful for. So there's a lot of other things to be thankful for, but I would have to say family would be my strongest um, area to show gratitude towards. You're saying a specific? Yeah, like w- what is it about your family then that sparks gratitude? Yeah, yeah. Um for myself and let's let's talk about gratitude without comparison because i feel like sometimes it is hard to separate the two because you say oh well i'm great grateful for this because you know i've seen others ways ways of life yeah um but i want you to try to explain gratitude without comparison yeah um well for myself would be family closeness i would say uh how just family bond um immediate family it's me my sister and of course my parents Uh, extended family as well but for sure us four so you know I'm, i'm thankful for how close we are of course i'm thankful for what they provide um a roof over your head food um you know and bringing you up and providing for everything for you for forever but I think closeness and and our bond is what I'm thankful for most Um, when you say don't compare it definitely you might not know like I agree Mm -hmm. um, but you might not know how close you are until you maybe experience other families or um, a friend or somebody that's your your age that um, you see okay maybe they're not I thought they were close but maybe compared to my family maybe I'm way closer well to be honest you uh, knowing your family I've, I've never met I have met families that are really close but you guys really value sentimental moments and memories and I've I feel like that's rare 
uh, for me anyways to see or that hasn't really happened with yeah. anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's true. Sentimental moments. Um, mainly, yeah, moments and actions um, towards each other uh, is what is what I think shows our bond is uh, and, our, and our tightness, I think. But back to your comparison, for me, it was just normal for just growing up. It was normal what we did. Um, you know, every Sunday we have a family dinner or family day. Last night we were in the dining room and we were laughing. So growing up, that was no friends. That was nobody else. It's just family. We go for a bike ride, we go for a walk, we have supper. Um, for me, it was all just normal. And then you start, you know, talking to some friends or even extended family. Um, and you kind of talk or you experience what they do. And you're like, you know, okay, they don't have sentimental moments like we do. Or they don't have a Sunday family day. Or they don't, um, you know, they might go to their own bedrooms and watch their their own TV. They might not watch a movie or a show together. Let's put some distance between us and this island and head out to open sea. I agree with you. Explain without comparison, but I think comparison really opens up uh, what you have compared to others. Maybe you didn't realize it before um, because growing up, you only know really what you know, uh, what you experience, how you how you grew up. That's all you know. So... I like I said I thought it was I thought it was just a typical family, you know, thing, but I've come to realize not every family is as close to us. So, that's definitely family bonding. Um, how tight our family is, that's where my gratitude is shown for sure. And it's probably definitely. So sorry, don't speak English. <clears throat> come with age as a child you don't really think about things like oh i'm so grateful for this sunday bike ride i'm so grateful for so and so it's not yeah. until you're an adult and your life becomes a little bit busier that you're yeah. definitely definitely um that's a really good point because as a kid you're just focused on okay what's my weekend and, and, and by kid i mean all the way up to age whatever all the way up to teenager 16 17 you know, you're just like, okay, how fun's my weekend gonna be? Um, is there any friends that aren't busy this weekend? Um, what kind of spare can I have at school <laughs> uh, to have more time off? To you know, could like you kind of just focused on yourself, right? And okay, we're going for a bike ride, or we're going for we're gonna watch a movie together. It's just not really something you think about. It's just like, okay, cool, we're gonna have fun. It's good for me. Um, you don't think of the family aspect and then for some reason as you get older um, and you maybe work or you go to university or you become more busy and everybody does a little bit more of their own thing everybody's a little more independent then you start to realize well maybe the Sunday family day is really special because you know everybody's so busy during the week and running around and doing homework and um, you know, on the computer or on the phone or watching TV. So as you get older, and I think everybody's lives change a little bit, everybody's more independent, then you start to realize 
uh, family bonding is uh, really important um, pretty much like like forever for even when you're an adult you're moved out I think it's an important important aspect um, so definitely back to your question with age you for myself at least you get more gratitude and thankfulness and you mentioned that your family specifically like your mom your dad you and your sister are really close and you value um family time and that's what you're grateful for but not everyone in your extended family is that way yeah yeah. so do you think that gratitude comes from your parents values well yeah it's a good question because extended family um I ref- I'm referring to aunts and uncles, which really are part of my parents. They were also raised, my dad's side, my mom's side, they were also raised in the same house. So technically they should have the same morals and values. And they do. They all they all do have the same morals and values. Um, for myself, for my family... All like like my extended has the same morals and values, the same beliefs, but I think my family is more bonded and we are stronger, and I think that is related to where we grew up. Um, being Airdrie, little it's a little city just outside of Calgary, so pretty much Calgary. Um, we grew but up. But you there. weren't born there. You moved from Edmonton, which is where your family is. Yeah, we were born. Then... In, I was born in Edmonton. Me and my sister uh, lived here for four years moved to Calgary, grew up there, only moved back to Edmonton about three years ago. So we grew up in Calgary. All of our family was in Edmonton. And I think our family bondingness would have come from um, our location and just situation growing up. We always went to the mountains. Um... And sure, I had friends that wanted to go to the mountains, but they also had their own lives. Um, The family, you could ask, let's go for a bike ride, let's go camping, let's go for a hike, let's go fishing. Um, And they they would go in a heartbeat. So we, it was our lifestyle. Everything we did, we did as a family. So we were able to do all the outdoor activities as a family. Um, We had no, we had no extended family or family friends back in Calgary so we didn't really hang out with them nor were influenced by them we were kind of just a us four you know my sister and I had friends but majority of our time was spent us four um so that obviously helped create our bond um so I think if we grew up in Edmonton you have cousins and extended family and family friends uncles and aunts and all this you then grow up with them as well hang out with them you're subject to their kind of lifestyle and back to the outdoor activities in the mountains and stuff that was a huge part of our family if we grew up in Edmonton we wouldn't have had that so you know maybe you occupy your time differently instead of doing activities together Um, maybe you'd separate maybe you know the guys go do something else and the girls do something else with, with other family. So I think it definitely would have changed it. But um, back, to your, back to your question, 
that's why I think we're even stronger than extended family because we grew up in Calgary. Um, not necessarily alone, but we had less people. So it was kind of just us four yeah. uh, doing stuff at home and um, in the mountains or any, any other kind of activities. Yeah, I think it's really rare to have like such gratefulness and such value for family, especially our lives now are so busy and so preoccupied. We, we, we're always distracted by technology or something here or there. And your family values um, have definitely even like poured into my life because I have always valued and been super grateful for my family, but your gratefulness is like on a whole other level to the point now that even though my family and I, maybe we don't get together as often as uh, your family does, now I'm just even more appreciative and I have like your voice in my head uh, always reminding me like how precious family is and truly that's all we have and all like so for much sure. to be yeah. grateful for and yeah. and for like for instance i i have my friend family my sugar bowl family um yep. so n- obviously i'm i'm thankful for my blood family but whether uh you're close to your blood family or you're close to a chosen family such as friends i think that's probably one of the best things to be grateful for because of course at the end of the day we have ourselves but uh what makes our lives even better is getting to share our life with others yeah yeah and you know you can change locations of living you can change jobs but at the end of the day your family's is really all you got and family um there could be very there could be different definitions of family like you said blood family or um in your situation uh, in addition, uh, Sugar Bowl, um, you know, your workplace family, right? But um, like you mentioned, my some of my family more uh, values and, and ways of doing things poured into yours. This goes back to your comparison um, statement. You don't know really what your family's like until you experience other families. And... Um, like I said, growing up, I did not know really how tight you were until really moving to Edmonton made me realize and made me bring about more gratitude when it comes to family. Um, of course, I was thankful back in Calgary, but when you come here and you see other people's, you're more, you know, we're more subject to other families and you see the difference than you are. I'm like, Kate. Hey, I need to be more thankful because I do have it actually pretty good. Um, I always have, but now I realize it more. So, yes, the comparison makes you realize. Um, and then for us moving from cities to city um, made me realize and, yeah, makes me have more, more gratitude towards family for sure. Thank you for sharing your gratitude story with me and I'm grateful you did you're welcome thank you for listening to our episode on gratitude we'd like to give a special thanks to our guests Naren, claudia nicole and dallin we couldn't have done this without you to each of you we are very grateful